What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. This is Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasberry. This is Frank Pelican. You are listening to the Quick Cage, and Frank, which Nicholas Cage movie are you going to tell us about tonight? Uh, tonight we're going to talk about a movie that I didn't know existed until, well, I guess maybe when we started doing this. Um, 2013's Joe, uh, directed by David Gordon Green, um, starring Ty Sheridan along with Nicholas Cage. It is a gothic coming-of-age redemption story. Hmm. Um, That doesn't even give me a... There's not even a genre in there. What's the genre? I just made it up. Uh, It's a drama. Okay. Crime thriller, maybe? (laughs) Okay, so now, now give it all again. So, a gothic... It's a gothic coming of age redemption crime thriller drama. Okay. That's what it is. It's all the things. Okay. All right. It's pulled from the same world as like Justified or um, mm. Devil All the Time. You know, it's about poor people in bad situations, basically. Um, gotcha. Cage is a ex felon who has a incredibly bad temper and is known just for like beating the shit out of people, um, particularly cops that try to arrest him for drunk driving, which he often does. Um, Frequents prostitutes. Um, He runs this crew of other ex-felons who are clearing, illegally clearing trees. They're deforesting this area so this company can come in and get paid by the government to reforest the area for the timber industry, basically. So they go in and they poison the trees so the trees die. So then um, the lumber company can come in and say, like, oh, well, all these trees are dead. We need to remove them and plant new ones. Hmm. Um, so he's actually like a really complex character, honestly, probably... From like a narrative standpoint, the most one of the most complex characters he's ever played. Like it's it's definitely not a one note character because he's got this really deep sense of humanity and compassion and um, loyalty, but he's also incredibly violent and he does some really vile, like reprehensible things. So it's a it's a pretty nuanced look at like a person. Um, his name is Joe. He's the titular character. Mm, okay. Um. This kid, the kid played by Ty Sheridan, this 15-year-old, comes into town with his family that consists of his um, father, who's a debilitating alcoholic, um, his mother, who just kind of, like, allows his father to do anything, and his sister. Um, The kid joins Joe's crew. Um, They sort of form a bond. Um, Joe is sort of, like, hesitant to get involved in this kid's life 
bully even though he likes the kid a lot but then he sees the dad beat the kid and later like tells the dad you know if you lay your hands on him again um basically i'll kill you um there's a another storyline that involves um this other guy in town um who is constantly like at war with the joe character okay um because joe like like embarrassed him in a bar one night like smacked him in front of his friends and mm. Um, so he shoots Joe at one point, just <laughs> randomly in like a drive-by shooting. Okay. Um, which Joe recovers from because so he got shot in the shoulder. Um, but that eventually boils over in the um oh, and the kid beats this guy up too. Like this guy's like all bluster. But as soon as anybody like starts beating him, like he turns into a, a wuss. <laughs> um so eventually the guy, in order to sort of get revenge on the kid and Joe um buys the kid's sister from the father um the, the father sells her into prostitution basically for money yeah. to be drunk okay um who buys her the uh crazy guy that's the nemesis to joe gotcha okay i wish i could remember his name wally or something like that wait we'll willie willie maybe that's it willie willie or are wade at, or, yeah i'm looking at the movie yeah no wade is um okay so it's, um, it's willie then Ty Sheridan, isn't it? No, no it's Ty Gary. Gary. Right. It's Willie. It's Willie. It is Willie. Yeah, it's Willie. Anyway, mm-hmm. end result is that everybody dies except for the kid um, who ends up sort of taking over Joe's business for him um, and is seen at the end of the movie like driving Joe's truck and like gathering up Joe's um, team and they're going they're going they're the ones that are going back in to basically like um replant the force uh for the company so like he's kind of like found this father figure and it sort of helped him to grow and become like a man in a lot of ways so really great performances um the guy that plays the father in it uh gary gary Poulter. okay um is despicable like he really feels like every mean like those drunks that are like super quick to turn but like are always bullies and always trying to act like they're just having a good time like they're always like making jokes or dancing or whatever but right like they instantly turn on people they think are weaker and like are bullies and you know they back down as soon as you like say anything to them, just like the worst, like low rent, you know. Right. Yeah. Old Irish Rose drunks, basically. Sure. Um, he kills another another like a homeless guy at one point, so he can take his wine from him. Like it's pretty despicable characters in this movie. But again, like not, you know, there's like still love between Gary and um his father. Um Joe, even though like he does some terrible things, still shows affection towards um uh this young like prostitute that he takes in to protect from her abusive boyfriend. And it's just it's it's a really it was a really surprising movie in how good it was. Right. And, like legitimately good. And David Gordon Green films it in that like perfect 
like dirty south like modern like gothic style if mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah like um like sling blade and stuff like that yeah it's very similar yeah um where everything feels like hot and dense and heavy and sweaty and it's just like everybody looks like it, it looks filthy like their clothes don't look clean and their hair doesn't look clean and mm-hmm. you know it doesn't look like a hollywood production it looks more like a an actual like peek into reality in a lot of ways but um cage is really like really controlled in it and like definitely appreciates that character like it's a pretty fantastic performance um sheridan is really good in it as the kid like he has that um I don't know. He re- it reminds me a little bit of uh, some of the performances from from Kids, the Harmony Korine, um, Larry Larry Clark movie, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that he's like streetwise and um, mature for his age, probably like through unfortunate circumstances, he's matured, but still has like a like a slight air of like naivete to him. Like he still acts like a kid sometimes. And just heartbreaking, like, the way that he's just looking for approval from some father figure and even his own father who constantly lets him down and steals his money and beats him. And this guy that's proven, like, he beats beats the shit out of a fully grown man with no issue, but won't stand up to his dad because it's still his dad and he's mm-hmm. got a son. Um, so, but yeah, just, it's, uh, it was really surprising. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know, I know David Gordon Green mostly. From um, in recent times, uh, the Halloween remake, right? Um, and then stuff like uh, he's got an interesting career because he has all that. Com- he has that comedy stuff too, like where yeah. he, where he did like um, Vice Principals and he's bounding down and all that kind of stuff. I mean, what- yeah, Pineapple Express, Your Highness, right? Um, he also is doing a lot of the episodes of a show that um. Is also Danny McBride related the Righteous Gemstones? It's really good on HBO um, right now. Good comedy, but anyway, yeah, just really well directed, very well acted. Um, pretty, pretty surprising. Pretty surprising. Yeah. I just looked up screenshots on um, MDIB um, and uh, or IMDb um, dot com, and um, Justified's the correct comparison, though. Like, um, looking at it, like you nailed it with Justified. It's exactly like Justified. Like, guys looking like the interior bar scenes and stuff like that, and yeah. um, it's just like Boyd's Bar. Um, and the way that's filmed a lot of times in terms of coloring, like the nighttime shots, like just still have that same like level of lighting where you can still kind of see shadows and stuff like that. That's yeah, it's very similar. The um. The exteriors, like the rural shots, too, are just, it's crazy, like, the location scouting in this movie was, like, basically perfect, because it's all places that, like, you've, like, you've walked through in this area, in Cecil County. It's like, you're walking through a patch of woods, and all of a sudden, there's, like, some out-of-use, like, railroad track with, like, metal sticking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just absolutely. Yeah. crazy remnants of some past industry. Mm-hmm. that's like moved on that um are just like there like these found objects like artifacts almost um and the dialogue in the movie is really naturalistic like it's really well done in the sense that especially the the wade character the drunk father like when when he talks it's so creepy like you can just feel that simmering like 
blackout drunk entitlement, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, that like faux friendly, like, hey, buddy, like, let's just talk. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, super creepy and super effective. And like, he's a really, you know, for being a complete loser, he's a really effective villain. It's, um, it's really well done. So, anyway, so yeah, very, it's, I, I highly recommend, um, highly recommend it. Nice. Where was where was this? Where was Prime okay. right now? I think. Okay. If I didn't get it through Prime, it was through something that I get through Prime because that's where I saw it. Right. But I'm pretty sure it was Prime. That's nah, that's uh, Hulu. It looks like um, Hulu. Or hold on, no, you, it's free for Frank. Um, it's it's it says if you're subscribed to Hulu and Prime, so that always means that it's um currently on like showtime or something you're subscribed to like showtime or cinemax mm. or something like that so yeah maybe I don't know. anyway it popped up but it, it was good <laughs> right yeah um all right so what are the scores uh cage performance like it's a legit good performance it's an eight out of ten yeah um and that's on like a real right like actor scale gotcha. uh the movie's a solid seven and a half eight out of ten you mm. know i mean it's not like a classic or anything, but it's it's gripping and it's, yeah, it's moving. Got an 80, and it's got an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so it was um, apparently a box office bomb. Like, I seriously had never heard of it. And, yeah. Um, like, I, I I knew who David Gordon was, but I didn't really, like, because you know I'm not really into comedy, so I've never sure. watched East Family Down or anything. But mm-hmm. I've seen Your Highness and I've seen Pineapple Express, so I knew who this dude was. Um, prior to Halloween, but, like, I was blown away by him and his direction of Halloween, and I just, I don't know, I think maybe he needs to stick with, um, like, dramatic movies. Because he's, uh, he's really good at it. Yeah, he, he's very good, I think, at understanding, um, what a, pl- like, how to use a location, um, it seems to me. Like, and, like how to make adjustments to his filmmaking based on specific like uh, settings or milieus, you know, like, and, um, um, that's just with, with what little I know of him, just seeing a couple of movies and TV shows and stuff like that. He's very good at that whole thing. I'm, um, I'm actually probably going to watch your highness tonight because it's been a really long time since I've seen it and I don't know how it holds up. Um, when I saw it like the first time, I didn't really want to watch it, but I watched it with somebody. I can't remember who. I don't know what this because, movie is. What is? Uh, it's um, it's the guy that's in all of his stuff. Um, oh, Danny and, McBride. Yeah, Danny McBride and James Franco. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and Natalie Portman's in it. It's okay. uh medieval. Um, oh, I remember this. I remember this movie. Yep. Hot mm-hmm. sword and sorcery. Movie. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, didn't, I didn't see it, but I remember the trailer now. Yeah. I didn't want to watch it. Somebody made me watch this. And I had seen Pineapple Express because I thought it could be good. Um, you know, because of who's in that? Rogan and uh, um, Franco. Yeah, that's the two of them. And yeah. what's his name? Nick, right? Isn't it too? What's yeah. that actor? The guy that plays Nick on Freaks and Geeks. Um, mm, I don't see his... I don't see his name listed yeah, on maybe. here. No, anyway, it's, so it's Danny, Danny McBride, James Franco, Seth Rogen, Gary Cole's in it, Kevin Corgan, uh, Craig Robinson, Ken Jeong. Like, uh, yeah, and then it just, fun, yeah. 
It was one of those movies that I probably didn't give enough to because I didn't want to like it. Right. So, one of our friends was watching it a few weeks ago and was telling me how much they enjoyed it. I kind of thought, like, well, if I get the chance to watch it again, I will. So, I saw it was free. It's on Prime, I think, right now or somewhere. So, I'm just going to watch it um, probably tonight. Is that a... um... Was that in a text thread that I that I probably didn't pay enough attention to? No, no, no. It's one no. of our friends, oh. probably okay. more my friend. Gotcha. Okay. In terms of like keeping in touch with them and stuff. <laughs> okay. I hope that's not somebody. But I know. I doubt it. I doubt it. It was, it was Gavin. Gavin was oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Okay. So we were talking about. It. All right. All right. But I'm not really into that culture. You know, so I don't know, like, maybe that also. Like, I understand those jokes, but I don't find them as funny as... It was just like, you know, I mean, I would watch stuff with Zeke sometimes, and Zeke would find things really funny that I wouldn't find that funny, and it's just because, like, I think if you can personally relate to something, that it makes it more humorous. Sure. No, understood. Yeah. Uh, I can't find... I I know exactly what movie you're talking about that has... um what's a space in it and i can't um i can't think of what it is now like i can't find is it um is it the one where he steals somebody's girlfriend it's got like jason schwartzman in it or something i have no idea dude no idea i can't even remember um and the guy the british jason 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 siegel jason siegel and it's got the long-haired british comedian guy in it um what's his name Russell Brand? Yeah, that's it. Okay. That gives me something to look for real quick. So do you think, um, is is this a character, going back to this movie, that Cage, like, you think really, like, so how do you analyze this whole thing? Like, you know, this is another, like, legitimate 8 out of 10 Cage role. Like, what do do you, are you seeing any common links between... Getting Sarah where... Marshall, by the way, was the movie I was trying there to There you think. go. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, right. Gotcha. Um, um, yeah, so I think Cage likes playing men with dark pasts. I think he likes playing people that have secrets or hidden histories or buried trauma. Like, I think he really feeds on that. Um, you look at some of his best roles, I mean, I, you know, not a big fan of leaving Las Vegas, but like it's generally considered to be like one of his like crowning roles. And there's that character, um, Red Rock West. There's that character. You know, um, I think like I love his performance of Mandy, even though it's kind of like crazy. But that's that character. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like dark loner type guy. Um, uh, fucking what's it called? Um, Bad Lieutenant is that character. So I I think he just really gets in. I think he's got kind of a morbid fascination with the human condition on like the darker end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I think that when he gets roles like that, he really can invest himself in the idea of being like, like a wounded soul or, you know, having like greater emotional depth than just this cool, almost like killer exterior. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he tried to invest that in Bangkok Dangerous. It's just that movie's so poorly written and just bad, like all around. That um, I don't think he was able to really because that's that that it's the same character. Mm-hmm. 
but they also make him look ridiculous. Like he's dressed weird and he's got a weird haircut and he's doing like ninja moves. Like Nick right. Cage doesn't need to be doing ninja moves. He just needs to be right. yeah. like acting and then he's fine. But yeah, like I find that the stuff that I really like him the most in um that heist movie. Um, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing, you know, like it's it, it it's not these manic, like out of control, crazy characters. It's these normal men that have done terrible things or in terrible situations where I think he finds like the like the heart of a character the, the heart of a character the most and is able to give the best performances. But but he's fantastic in this movie. Like it seriously is um it's crazy that it wasn't as widely acclaimed as it was. Um and I guess maybe that's just a function of the fact of I don't know, what came out in thirteen. There probably was some shit like the Hurt Locker or something that you're right, or Zero Dark Thirty. Are you talking about like in terms of like that, like top movies? Yeah, like getting like more critical noticed because it was mm-hmm. a wide release movie. So right. you would have thought that like at least somebody would have paid attention and said stuff about it. But Argo, like so. Okay, so let's see here. Argo um, is popping up right away. Version of me. So, best picture was Argo won that year. Other things that were nominated was Les Mis, Life of Pi, um, Django Unchained, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, Zero Dark Thirty. You nailed that one. Um, in terms of like performance, Daniel Day Lewis won for Lincoln, and then Bradley Cooper was nominated for Silver Linings. Hugh Jackman for Les Mis, Joaquin Phoenix for The Master, and Denzel Washington for Flight. You know, that's a, um, this is, it's a crazy year. Yeah. Because you got American Hustles that year. Yeah. Not even going off of like the stuff that you just said. Because sure. I mean, there's, there is some good stuff in there, but, um, 12 Years a Slave, American Hustle. Those, both those movies are, are pretty fantastic. Um, Before Midnight was that year. And I can't believe it was that long ago that movie came. Right. Doesn't that mean they're about due for another one? Here's an underrated movie that we've never talked about, and I don't know what list this ends up on, but The Bling Ring came out that year. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Sophia Coppola movie with um, Taysa Farmia and uh, Emma Watson. It's about a bunch of um, privileged teenagers who basically Mm -hmm. break into each other's homes and steal like or they break into the homes of celebrities that live in like their posh like Beverly Hills area neighborhood and just like steal their shit uh Blue Ruin which I think you watched recently yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I didn't like it as much as his other what was the other movie that that guy did but I liked it the Blue Ruin remember. director who's the Blue Ruin director Oh my god, the terrible Carrie remake was that year. The Chloe Chloe Grace. This is one of your top directors. Um Green Room, right. Blue Room. Oh Green right, Room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, Jeremy um Zonair. Yeah. Dallas Buyers Club was that year. I can't believe that was that long ago. Hmm. Man, that 17 years. It was almost eight years ago that movie came out.
God, this life is going yeah, so fast. This is a seriously. I don't think I watched any of these movies unless you told me to. Like, really? Like a lot of these, yeah. Like, uh, dude, I've had. So let me tell you. So, uh, her is this year, right? I have had her on my Netflix watch list for a year and a half, and it's one of those movies I can't force myself to hit play. It's like any like modern movies, unless like somebody really tells me I need to watch these things, um, which is mainly you. Um, I have such a hard time like doing it now. It's like now that I started watching movies in the past like three years again because of this podcast. If right. there's a new thing that comes out, I can hit play. But like that period where I wasn't watching stuff, it's like I don't know. It's really hard, like um, for me to do it. Now I did it with horror. Um, I would be doing it for crime if anybody could actually like list legitimate crime movies for me on any streaming service. But um, but yeah, it's like drama movies and stuff like that, or like drama comedies. Like I, it's really hard for me to hit play. But so I haven't seen a lot of the stuff that you're like talking about or those things that I've mentioned there. I haven't seen the Silver Linings Playbook. Like I have no. I don't know what that movie is. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah. Francis Ha was that year. That's really good. I haven't seen American Hustle. I never saw that. Yeah, Gats- that movie's good. I never saw the Gatsby like remake here. Yeah, like, I'm not a huge fan of the Gatsby remake. Under the Skin's yeah. been recommended to me a number of times. I don't know what that movie is. I never. Which one? Under the Skin. Oh no, that movie's great. Yeah. You should watch that. That's an A24. Oh okay. All right. Um, yeah, so that I don't, yeah, I don't know, like, that period. Inside Llewellyn like, Davis, did you see that? No. The Coen Brothers movie? No. That movie's really good. I saw a lot I was of actually, horror. Oculus, I saw. Oh. Yeah. I was actually just thinking, I don't, I would have a really difficult time, um, making a top five of this year. Hmm. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street was this year, too? Hmm. Yeah. I never, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I never saw that one. I never saw that one. Yeah, I haven't seen most of these movies. I think you can just you know, um, from like '08 to like '16 at this point, like '17. Like I haven't seen it. Like, well, you weren't going to the movies at all. No. The Lone Ranger remake was this year. See, that feels like it was like fucking a long time before this. The Gore Verbinski um, Army yeah. Hammer. So, see this i know all these movies exist because i still watch trailers all the time look i didn't say that because i think that's a good movie it was just a notable film that i just rolled past right although let me say that like i liked it more than i probably should have but there's a lot of problems with that movie right both in its portrayal of native americans this and- was the gravity year too <laughs> yeah oh that we didn't much do about nothing was that year Mud was that year? Did you see Mud? No. The Mud. Matthew McConaughey movie? Ty M- Sheridan's too. Is that M U D D? No, just one D. Oh, no. That's a really good movie. Well, it's a good movie. It's not a really good movie. The Old Boy remake was that year? Yes, I never saw that. Pacific Rim? That's crazy. Pacific Rim feels like it was 20 years ago. Damn. Oh, the place behind the pines. The place beyond the pines. There's a there's a crime movie. Watch that. That's free somewhere. What is it? The place beyond the pines. 
Ryan Gosling, Bradley Cooper, Eva Mendez, Ray Liotta, Ben Mendelsohn's in it. Yeah. Okay, and it's good because those that those names do not inspire confidence in me. Like, but um, the the what behind the pines? The place beyond the pines. Beyond the pines. Okay. It's got um, it's got a pretty terrible uh, pretty terrible looking Ryan Gosling in it. But um, it was it was a good movie. Okay. All right. It was on. It might be free on Prime right now. It's it was P- on it's, Netflix. No, it's Peacock right now. Okay, it was on Netflix forever. Which now, which I didn't know. Good, good to know. Google now tells you if it's on Peacock. So Peacock has been added to the list of things Google tells you about. The first Purge movie was 2013. Doesn't that feel like that was like that feels like it was like 25 years, years ago? ago? Right? No, yeah, more, yeah, more legitimately like 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, scary movie five, the Ben Stiller um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I never saw that. I don't think I missed anything. The Smurfs, The Legend of Smurfy Hollow. How did you not see that? <laughs> Spring Breakers was that year? Spring Breakers is really good. There's another James Franco movie that you can watch. Ken Luke Park's um, Stoker movie, his um, Nicole Kidman uh, weirdo um, like gothic romance horror. Hmm. I don't think that's ever been free anywhere, though. You should look that up. Stoker, S-T-O-K-E-R. Why do I know that? I was super excited to see it, and then it never came out in the theaters around here. And... um. I don't think we ever talked about it. Upstream Color. That movie's really good. We Are What We Are remake was that year? I've seen that, right? Right. Oh, right. No. What? Oh, the remake. The American remake? Uh Uh-huh. Gotcha. I've seen that one. Oh, so the one... Gotcha. The one in 2010 is like a, a foreign one. Yeah, it's a Spanish language film originally. Gotcha. Mexican, maybe. Somewhere. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, that's an impressive year. Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe in twenty twenty three, um, we'll um, get around to it or something. Maybe so. All right. So um, next week we have a holiday special, right? For the Quick Cage? Oh, yes. Holiday Quick Cage special? The Holiday Quick Cage. All right. So next week we have a Holiday Quick Cage coming up. Um, And this week we will be doing the last official episode of the primary podcast of Two Guys Five Movies. And we will be covering the 2020. Not ever. Uh, uh, right. Yes. 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 The year. Um. Um. Two thousand twenty. Which is the top five movies of top five films of the two thousand of, of the year two thousand. Um. Which I think is your best list so far. Um, it's really we, good. We were texting about that earlier today about like you know these uh seventy eighty ninety and two thousand lists. Um. I thought the nineties ninety list was really good. Um. I, don't know, I thought they were all good. I mean, but um. Um, I think 80 and 90 were both really good years for film. I, I think 
these are all like they're just higher well four of them are um but like one's still really good um but uh yeah so and then um we'll have a uh bonus kind of first watch for um for Frank um, coming at the end of the year at some point, and then we will be uh, moving into a whole new year with um, what 80s animated movies, um, top five, top five Louis Spoonwell movies, and then um, we will be starting our new horror list. Um, the, it's going to be the top five B-horror movies. Is it B-horror or just horror? Did, did you, did you, no, did, just horror. Just I can't. Horror. Okay, you can't like go that you don't want to go that deep, probably. I guess is my guess. Like um, with '90s horror, but um, yeah. So, yeah, the top five uh, uh, horror movies in 1990 uh, will be our January list. But uh, we'll be moving into a whole new year here soon. Uh, but thank you for listening. Join us next week for our holiday quick cage. And uh, other than that, have a good night. Yep. Have a good night. Thank you.